This is Living It Up, a refreshing daily podcast to help you get excited about beginning each day or your entire life all over again, only this time with the loving God at the center. We hope you'll experience joy from listening and find yourself laughing and living it up all the way to beginning again. For more teaching and encouragement from the Neals, visit their website at livingitup.org. Now, here's Scott and Teresa. Hey everybody, it's Thursday, September the 11th, and this is Living It Up While Beginning Again. This is Scott, along with my lovely wife, Teresa, and we're certainly glad to have you with us today. And we'd like to just pause for one second and just remember uh, September 11th, 2001. 13 years ago, when those two planes flew into those uh, high-rises, the Twin Towers in, in New York. It was a devastating day for America and a devastating day for the world. What? How anger and bitterness can be just the root that hurts so many people. Yeah, and I don't I don't know what you were doing, but I was getting ready to go somewhere that morning to a mm-hmm. meeting and the television was on. I walked past it and I remember thinking, that must be the trailer to a new movie that's coming out. It was so real. Yeah. It looked like a movie. I remember what I was doing. I remember I woke up, and I was off that day, and I turned on the TV, and they uh, they were doing a report on it, uh, the first plane. And as I was watching the TV, I saw the second plane flying to the other tower. Yeah. I couldn't believe it was real. It, it, was, it, was, it was horrendous. But you know what? We pray for all the families, all the victims of that horrible, tragic day. And you know what? What it did, it did bring America closer. Yeah. It brought brought us all closer together. That you never know. Like it says in Ecclesiastes, honey, life is a vapor. Mm-hmm. You just never know. That's right. So we just wanted to, to, to say thank you um, for all the firemen, all the, uh, the policemen, everyone who helped out and volunteered. Uh, during that tragic time, our thoughts and our prayers were with you then, and our thoughts and prayers are with you always. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's our topic for today, honey? Well, does God's ways seem too restrictive, honey? They do to a lot of people, especially those that like to party and have a great time. Yeah. Well, I like to party and have a good time. <laughs> but, you know, I like to party with Jesus now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, his ways really do give us freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, just listen to us just a little while, <laughs> and we'll try to explain that. It's our obsessive compulsions that keep us in bondage. Yeah. Not following him. I mean, that's what keeps us in bondage, yeah. you know? But people think, you know, God's ways are too restrictive. I can't have any fun. Uh, you know, I want freedom. But but if you're, it's such a, if it is like, if you think about it, though, if you are enslaved to some things, some obsession, some addiction, mm-hmm. you're you're not free, right? And so it's really twisted when you when you think about it. But that's how the enemy works. So when you think you have all this freedom by being able to do absolutely what you want to do with whoever you want to do it with, with whatever you want to do it with, you you think you're free, but you're not. You're in bondage to that. 
and all the consequences that come from that, all the way down from something as small as a hangover to a full-blown addiction, I can't go one day without it. Now, right. that is not freedom. That's bondage. It is. And, and Jesus, his, his ways don't give us, we're not bondage to anything. We're free. Yeah. We can talk about being free by being empowered with the Holy Spirit. There is no party like that. That's for sure. You know, he gives you that when you're filled with power, the Holy Spirit, you have power to overcome those bondages, right? Those addictions, right, honey? That's exactly right. You do, you know, and, and uh, you know, we back this by Leviticus 26 14 through 39. Now, I'm not going to read all that to you, but I do encourage you to read that. But to, just to summarize it, basically, uh, here God warns his people about what will happen to those who are disobedient to God's laws. That, that's what the whole basis of Levit- Leviticus 26, 14 30, through 39 is. But see, he loves you know? us. That's why yes. he tells us, don't, don't do this, don't do well, that. Well, any good dad would do that. Well, of course. And it doesn't mean that he doesn't love us. It's because he loves us. Yeah. You know, and some of you, you know, when you read this, like I said, I do encourage you to read it. You know, you might think that God is harsh and unloving. You know, you might think, you know, that he delights in punishing those who refuse to do his, the things his way. And that can be anything further from the truth. Mm-hmm. He, he can't stand, stand it when he has to do this. But this long list of warnings about the consequences of sin is really an extended love letter from God, mm-hmm. honey. It is. It's a love letter, man. Who else would warn you? Exactly. How many people and, and how many people do you know warn you before they do something bad to you or, or say something horrible about you or, or do something that hurts you? Nobody. And how many people really step into your life and say you really don't yeah. want to do that? We just all, you know, if the attitude now is so much, oh, everybody's got to live their own life. I'm going to mind my own business. They can do what they want. It's a free world. People have free choice, and they do have free choice. But again, right. God loves us enough to say, please, you know, and he didn't even say please. He's saying don't do this, and there's a reason for it. He knows what's good and what's bad for us. That's right. I mean, he knows that certain activities will cause suffering to us. He really does. Mm-hmm. And to those around us. Mm-hmm. So he warns us. Doesn't he, honey? He does. He warns us and he says, and he, and he gives us a plan to follow that will lead to the healthy and joyful living. Mm-hmm. God's program, though viewed by some as restrictive, is actually the shortest path to a life of fulfillment. It, is. it sure is. I mean, I am so grateful <laughs> that God, you know, has given us a plan. He, he gave me a plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, I tell you what, I mean, before I came to know the Lord, I mean, I was in serious bondage. That you thought you were you were having all this oh, fun. Oh, man. Well, the reason you could why, do whatever you wanted. Yeah, but the reason why I had this addictions, these addictions that I had and and the lifestyle that I was leading was to escape from reality. Mm-hmm. You know? That's what it was. Right. And in other words, it was to escape from the natural and try to be supernatural where I could forget it. Well, you know what? That's one of Jesus' names is supernatural. He is supernatural. We live in the natural. But when we come into God's kingdom and we come into Jesus and he's a part of our life and the main main thing in our life, 
that's when our natural becomes supernatural. And you and you hear the word organic and go natural. You're totally natural, you. totally organic in Jesus. You don't have any kind of substance abuse and substance addictions. You are totally addicted to Well, him. I have to admit, I am still addicted to, to something. Yeah, I'm addicted to Jesus. <laughs> it is addicting. I mean, people, you know, will, will, will look at me sometimes. I know... Uh, and I'll say it. One of you know my brothers, you know, at one time were saying, "Man, you're just a Jesus freak, man. You're just, you know, all this and that." I was going, "Well, thank you, thank you for the compliment." <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, man, I'm in total awe and love with Jesus. I can't say His name. Well, if you without will, crying, honey, that's right. And those of you that are listening, that want what Scott is saying, we want you to pray one prayer from a sincere heart, and that is. That God would cause you to fall completely mm-hmm. head over heels in love with Him. Just not devastate make, you. Yeah. Not make, cause you right. to fall head over heels in love with Him because that's exactly what it's like. That's right. It is like being in love. And when you're in love, you think about that person all the time. Yeah. You want to be with that person all the time. You long to be with that person. You want to please that person. You think of ways to please that person. Yeah. It, it's like that, but a gazillion times more. It is. And and that's the best way to describe it, Scott. It, it really is. That's a great way to, to describe it. And you know what also? Jesus looks at us. And he wants to do the same thing for us. And he already did. Mm. You know, in, in, in all honesty, I mean, that's what he that's what he was when he was being nailed to the cross and being beaten like he was, he was doing that for us, man. He was saying, Gosh, I'm giving everything to you. Mm. Everything in my soul and my spirit, I'm giving to you. And he wants us to be in a t- in a relationship with him, how who, who out there wants to be in a one-sided relationship? Right. I've been in them before. I know that you have. That that's that is no fun. There's no fulfillment and no enjoyment in that. And he gives us so many opportunities. Right. And and he's so long-suffering. He continues to just long for us and long yeah. for us. Right. And once you fall like that. It's so hard to explain, and again, the best way we can explain it is like being in love. It is, you know, because I've I've had people, and I've said this in podcasts before. I've had friends of mine who are not saved, who ask me, you know, hey man, what what does it feel like, you know, this Jesus, you know, to be saved? And I just look at them, and I say, you know what, man, I can't tell you that until you give your life to Him. And once you give your life to him, you'll understand exactly how I feel. Because it's not a feeling. It's a knowing. Right. To know Jesus is to know freedom. It really is. Mm-hmm. That is freedom. Yeah, and, and and see, when you do fall in love with him, and then he begins to move inside of you. Yeah. And you know, I have never experienced anything like this before. There are no words to describe it. I mean, he's in your heart. What did that, what did that person say that the little girl said? The little girl that, said she yeah. wanted to, told her mom she wanted to express to Jesus how much she loved him. And if she wrote, I love you on a piece of paper and then swallowed it, would he know? Yeah, Cause, we, cause could, he, could, would he, he read it? Because he lives in her heart. <laughs> 
But you know what? I mean, as simple and as beautiful as that gesture is that by this little girl, how true is that, man? Because really and truly, every time you ingest and you swallow, you're just saying to Jesus, thank you. And I love you. Mm-hmm. My goodness, honey. You know, this, this is a great topic. I mean, my bondage of addiction kept me away from Jesus. And my you bondage know? to doing church and, and doing yeah. doing things right uh, according to how Your black works. and white I thought yeah. according to my works kept yeah. me from really falling in love with him. That's right. Because you know what? Once we fall in love with Jesus, we realize, man, we don't have to be perfect. Mm-mm. He is perfect. We don't have to clean ourselves up before we come to him. Man, when I came to Jesus, I was a dirty, filthy rag, just like it says. That's what I've heard about you, honey. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but, you know, when I, when I came to him, like the scripture says, he gives you, you're just like white as snow. Mm-hmm. You know? And, you know, in Revelations 19, it says, you know, that Jesus comes down out of the clouds and in his robe is dipped in blood. You know, and I read that scripture the very first time after I was saved. And it hit me. That robe was dipped in his own blood. Wow, man. He loves you so much. And that scripture goes on to say that he rides down on a horse with a sword coming out of his mouth and flaming red eyes. And on his, on his thigh is tattooed, Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And I don't know who you are out there, but what he's doing is he's stepping on Satan's throat. And he's saying, this is my daughter. And this is my son. And I died for them. Now get away from them. Man, don't be in don't don't be in this bondage anymore. You know, honey. Mm-hmm. We encourage you not to be in this bondage that you, that you're that you're in. And we all have issues. We all have shortfalls. We all have you know things that we have to work on. But any kind of addiction that causes you, basically, to make that your idol, we encourage you not to do that, and we encourage you to give your life to Christ. We do, and I just, I just want to remind people, and for those that don't know, that John six forty four says mm. that no one can come unto me. This is God talking, except the Father, which has sent me, draws him. Mm. So, in other words, no one can come unto the Father unless He draws them to Him. That's right. And you hear, you hear about all these scenarios and different people that walked down the aisle at church or mm-hmm. gave their life to Christ and, and all of that. Well, according to Scripture, he was the one doing the wooing. Yeah. He was the one doing the, you know, the grabbing of your heart. Okay? That's so right. That's a, that's a Scripture that you can pray. You can ask ask him. Say, tell him how you, you want to know him like this and to draw him to you. Right. He's the one that saves you. We don't save ourselves. 
He's the one that draws us by the Holy Spirit. That's and, the, right. and the more we ignore those woos, the more we ignore those those nudges from him and the longer we disobey him and don't do what we know that's that's when our hearts become hard right and so if if we can just begin to to just obey him and and do what we know that he's telling us to do and and showing up in our life and releasing our faith and believing how much he loves us and we can begin to, to break that hardness in our heart that's right but he is the one that draws us and he draws on us and puts checks in our spirits yep. all the time. And it's up to us, you know, to answer the call. That's right. But he de- he's the one that does that. And you know what? He does it all the time. But sometimes our hearts are so hard. Um, you know, it's like the hard ground, like the Bible talks about. Yeah. Can't get through to it. And we don't want that for anybody. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. You know, in John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Uh-huh. You know, we encourage you to do that today. If you've never given your life to Christ, or maybe you thought you had, and you're realizing, my gosh, man. Pray these prayers. Ask, yeah. ask the Holy Spirit to draw yeah. you. Draw and me to him. If he's drawing you, you know that he is telling him to, you want to recognize it. Ask people to pray for you. Mm-hmm. Say, man, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to pray for this, but I'm just asking you, would you please pray that I would be drawn yeah. closer to God? And that you'd be willing to surrender your yeah. heart to him. That's right. I mean, give your everything. Give everything to him. If you haven't hit rock bottom, say, I'm ready. to. I want to hit rock yeah. bottom. Be broken, you <laughs> just know. Just be ready. That's right. Sometimes that fall is hard. But that rock that you hit? That's Jesus. It's the rock. And That's his right. name is Jesus. That's right. So if you've never prayed this prayer before, or maybe you had and you just want to rededicate yourself to him, we ask you to do that right now. Please know that you're saved by praying this prayer from a sincere heart mm-hmm. and giving everything you have to Jesus. That's the key, sincere. Yeah. Lord Jesus, thank you for who you are. Lord, we know that you died on the cross, that you rose on the third day. And because of that cross, you say, if I ask you from a sincere heart to forgive me of my sins, my sins are forgiven. Lord, please, please forgive me of my sins. Father, I want that freedom. I want you. And I give everything, my whole life, my heart to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, us we're sorry for the long podcast again, but we're you know, on a roll this yeah, week. it's so good to be back. It is, but you know what? If uh, you did pray that prayer, we'd love for you to email us at info at livingitup.org. and uh, or if you have a prayer request or just want to chat, you know, and just give us some, you know, maybe some uh, pointers, we'll be more than happy to to read those and respond to you and ask people to pray for you. Right. Well, tomorrow's Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We know you're looking forward to it, and we look forward to talking to you tomorrow. And so until then, keep living it up. Well, I'll be getting, yeah.